me go to Mark Malone, our movie reviewer. Good afternoon to you, Mark. Hi, Patricia. Okay, two movies for us, Military Wives and Guns Akimbo. Okay, we've got a trailer from Military Wives. Good afternoon, everyone. We are the Military Wives Choir. So you formed a choir. How do people get involved? Oh, they just turn up. And there'll be a few beers afterwards. It's important to keep busy while our service people are away. I'm to let off a bit of steam. Two, three. Don't you want me, baby? That's lovely. Every successful choir is just a bad choir that didn't give up. We need to practice. We tweak, we review, we tweak, we review. Till we come together like shoal fish. <laughs> Top brass need you to sing at the Festival of Remembrance. The big one on TV. Don't panic. <laughs> this choir isn't about singing for ourselves. It's about them being heard. To the choir. Ah, I love the idea behind this movie. This is based on a true story, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like a lot of these films, um, the British kind of do this kind of thing very, very well. And if you list the kind of films that are like this down throughout the years, they, you could, you know, there's comparisons to them all. Films like Brass Doth and The Full Monty and Calendar Girls. And I suppose most recently, uh, Fisherman's Friends, which I think you saw, didn't I you? I did, yeah, I did. And uh, which I think you enjoyed. Yeah, loved it, loved it. I enjoyed it very much as yeah. well. So it's that same kind of film and it's that same kind of feeling and that same kind of, kind of that good feeling that you kind of get uh, from all of these films and like all of the ones I've just mentioned, they are all based on a true story. Uh, so this is the story of uh, um, a group of uh, military wives. They, they they live in England in a military base. Uh, their husbands, uh, their uh, wives are heading off to Afghanistan uh, for a six-month tour. And so basically what they try and do throughout all that time is to keep themselves as occupied as possible because, of course, um, any knock on the door, any phone call they receive could be bad news. So to try and keep their mind from that, the character of Sharon Horgan, the Irish actress here, what she basically tries to do is to get them involved in all kinds of kind of walks. And, and at one stage they try knitting, but it ends up as being a big kind of drug fest, which is very, very funny. Um, and then along comes uh, Christian Scott Thomas. Now, her husband, the colonel, has decided to go on another tour of Afghanistan, even though she didn't want him to go because... Uh, she's dealing with the death of a member of her family, her son, who also became um, a um, a soldier and unfortunately was killed uh, uh, on duty. And so she decides then to kind of uh, become involved in the group. But of course, by doing that, she then comes, uh, you know, and starts banging heads with Sharon Horgan, who has a kind of a more kind of simplistic way of kind of um, and a, kind of a more lighthearted way on how they should spend their time rather than Kirsten Scott Thomas, who kind of very much kind of brings a kind of military wife kind of background to uh, what she wants the group to kind of get involved in. And what she wants the group to do is to sing. And, of course, uh, the, you know, the, the, the group look at, at each other and think, well, we can't sing. And she says, yes, you can. I can, uh, yeah, I can teach you. And, and so that's where a lot of that uh, comedy comes from. It's kind of different, though, I think, to say something like Fishman's Friends and maybe Canada Girls and that there is a kind of a darker issue here because of uh, the reality of their lives. And they don't shy away from that in any way, shape or form. But the thing is, is that it's exactly what you want. It's exactly what you're going to expect. It's very formulaic. It's very cliched. It's almost like there's a template out there somewhere. You know? But it's a template that works. It's a template that works. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, um, that I think British uh, filmmakers uh, do very well. The performance is a great. Kirsten Scott, Scott Thomas is always worth watching. Sharon Horgan is very good. And you've got uh, most of the other group, uh, I think, aren't very particularly well known. But they always have their own individual kind of characterization, which is kind of 
what what makes these films really. And in the end, it, look, it, it was really really entertaining. My wife loved through the whole thing. I shed a tear. I had to admit <laughs> myself. Uh, and um, and I think uh, you know if you sit down and enjoy, it, yes, everything is going to work, and uh, and and the route is going to take exactly the route that you expected. It's going to, but you know you'll have a blast along the way. And is there music? A lot of music. There is music. A lot music. of seventies songs. Right. We are family. Yeah. A lot of eighties songs. And so if you're certainly um, somebody who kind of loves the music of that uh, generation. You'll know um, the music as well. You'll know the music. Yeah. And of course, uh, as usual with all these films, there is at the very, very end an appearance by the original group, which is always very nice. Great. OK, so that's Military Wise. Mark it out of 10? I'll give it eight. Eight out of 10. OK. Yeah. And you also watch Guns Akimbo. Yeah. Uh, this stars uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Um, the thing about Daniel Radcliffe, of course, is that uh, Harry Potter made him a huge amount of money and actually still does. I mean, he still makes millions every year because of, you know, somewhere in the world, you know, some TV station. Showing, showing Harry Potter. Harry probably, Potter. Yeah. And so what that does is that it gives him the chance um, because he doesn't have to rely on a film making particularly, you know, a huge amount of money. So he makes a lot of these kind of really, really small, independent, weird films. One of his films, for example, he had two horns going out of the top of his head. Uh, he also made a film where he was a dead body throughout the whole hour and a half of the film. Uh, so he does pick and choose these very, very odd kind of small kind of uh, independent movies. Uh, but the thing is that usually they are, one, very interesting, and two, he is very good in all of them. And that is certainly the case here. Um, there's a couple of interesting things about it. First of all, it's, even though it's, I think it's meant to be set in Chicago, the film is actually filmed in New Zealand with a New Zealand cast, apart from one Irish actor. And um, and so some of the accents are really, really odd and strange, you know. And uh, it's almost like, uh, if you're not American, the one accent that every non-American actor does is this one, where they all kind of talk like this. Hey, what are you doing? So there's a lot of these kind of actors, uh, accents. Luckily, Dan Janet Redcliffe's uh, American accent is very, very good. Basically what he is, he's basically a troll who just sits at home all night drinking beer, just criticizing everybody. And um, he lives in a very lawless society, and there is an online game where it was just played out for real, where basically people and gangs just chase each other in the streets whilst being filmed by drones, and basically they kill each other for people's uh, entertainment. And he goes on and he criticizes that. The guy who's running the game, uh, this really, really nasty piece of work, uh, called Richter, played by an Irish actor called Ned Dennehy, who too forgets his accent every now and then. <laughs> There's one scene where he just completely forgets his American accent and talks with an Irish accent, which is very strange. So he decides that he's not too keen on Daniel Radcliffe. He pays a visit to his house one night, they knock him out, and basically what they do is they physically implant two guns into his arms, into his hands, so therefore he can't get rid of them. So basically his two hands are two guns. He then sets um, another character... Uh, called Nix, who's this kind of female character who's part of the game, who's a, who's a killer, to tra- track him down and, and kill him. So it's an extraordinary storyline. Um, the thing is, is that it, it basically, I think part of the problem is that the film wants to be kind of like Deadpool. It wants to have a lot of humor, uh, wants to be kind of deadpan in that kind of uh, way. But unfortunately, the writing isn't really good enough. The director is Jason B. Howden, who is an artist, really. He's, he's worked on, uh, you know, he's a computer kind of artist. And so the film looks really, really good, but he's also written this and he's not a very good writer. And that's where I think uh, the actors are kind of let down in that they are uh, being asked to say some of the most stupid things you've ever heard any <laughs> actors say. I mean, it's really, really dumb, some of the script. But the action sequences are very good. Extraordinarily violent. Let's keep that in mind because the violence really is turned up to 11 here. But it's really, really good fun at times. And the, the film looks great. 
I mean, it is beautiful to look at, and some of the action sequences are very good, uh, even though very violent. Um, but as I said, just the script that lets it down, really. It's not often that you see such violence in a, in a, a movie that's built a comedy. Well, what I said, Deadpool, I think, uh, proved that it can be done. You yeah. know, what I mean? but the thing about Deadpool is that Deadpool had a terrific script that was genuinely funny as well as horrific and and and, yeah. and entertaining. This is let uh, down by the script. Uh, by the script, yeah, which yeah. is a terrible pity. But uh, Daniel Radcliffe, he's a fine actor, and he is very, very good. And once again, gives a hundred percent, and well worth it for that. But it is. Um, I think it's 16 rated, so keep that in mind. Gordon's a Kimbo market out of 10? Uh, I watched it with a teenager. She said it's the best film she's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so she gave it 10. I'll give it 8. 8 out of 10, OK. Yeah. Listen, thanks for that. Have a lovely week. We'll talk next Friday. Okay. Thanks for that. That is Mark Malone, our movie uh, reviewer. OK, 